Coach Confessional, your weekly Debo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode number 17. Hey, I hope you are having an awesome day, whatever time you find it at. Um, I truly am having a great day today. I uh, This weekend, we're, we're going to Crystal Cove. If you've never been to Southern California, just south of Newport Beach is an area called Crystal Cove. It's, this co- it's the coolest little area. It's like this little town you walk through, and then it kind of goes right out on the beach, so right onto the sand. It's an amazing place. We get to spend three days there, so I'm all excited. Tomorrow we're going to go do Dawn Patrol, which is basically like uh, wake up super early, hit the waves, do it for like three, four hours, come back. I mean, you can hit breakfast by the time you you get back from Dawn Patrol. So it's just the coolest thing. Like you can watch the sun come up as you're surfing. We love it. So anyway, we're going to go do this this weekend. But I think the cooler thing about going one is that I get to be with my family. And I've told you before, but the ocean's like it's like our sanctuary. Like we just love it. We really bond together as a family. My son is coming in from college where it's his birthday, kind of birthday weekend. And we just get to be together. But I think the thing I'm really excited about is just the quiet and the calm of the ocean, being out there with my kids, having fun. And I hope you find something like that. I hope there's something that you have found that that does that for you. You know, maybe it's a walk, maybe it's a hike, you know, maybe it's just sitting down and me reading a book, whatever that is. But I hope you get to experience that uh, today or tomorrow or sometime this week and that it uh, it allows you to kind of calm down, be chill and experience something so much greater than you. You know what I mean? I think we need that. I think beauty does that uh, for us. It just allows us to slow down and realize like, wow, there is something so much bigger going on in all of this. And God reveals all that stuff in nature and in walks and conversations, if we can actually see it. So I hope you're able to see and experience some of that today. Um, my daughter, a few years back, started learning how to ride a bike. And this for a parent, I'm realizing is not, it's exciting. It's an, it's like a milestone type thing, but it's also kind, it can be very, very frustrating in that it's kind of like, at least for me, it's like, how are you not getting this already? Like, just get your feet going. Like you're already rolling. There are all kinds of acts of physics involved in this, uh, but just come on, let's get going. So I wish I could say that I was so patient in doing this, but I, I found something happened with Mika that really, really helped me. Um, when we were trying to teach her how to ride her bike, I would say, okay, babe, I'm going to let go of the seat. And she would say, please, dad, please don't let go of the seat. And I was like, babe, but how are you going to learn how to ride your bike if I don't let go of, of the back of your seat? And, and she goes, please, dad, I don't want to fall. And I, at first, I, kinda, I, I think I was put off by it. Like, babe, I, I want something great for you. I want for you to thrive. I want for you to, for you to enjoy what it is to ride a bike. But she was trying to com- communicate something to me that I think I missed and I didn't really hear. And maybe uh, for you and I, we, we often miss these things as a result of being busy or impatient or whatever. But what she was saying to me is this, I find comfort in the fact that you're behind me and that you're holding me up. Like I, I, it makes me feel like I can do it. It makes me feel like I can go about it. And I need you to be patient with me because I'm not there yet. But your presence 
and not just in being there in your body, but I know that you're holding on to me and I feel secure in that. So please don't let go. Now, as I reflect back on that, I think, oh man, she was wanting safety and she felt safe when I was holding on the back of that seat. She felt like I can do this as long as you're holding on to me. And so I thought about that this week and I thought, wow, isn't that a picture of our relationship with God that we're just going like, please don't let go. You know, and a lot of times maybe we just don't even know that he's there or we acknowledge that he's there. But if we're honest, we're just like, I just want to sense that you're there. I want to know that you're there. Please don't let go. You know, it's been a really hard week or it's been a really hard year or life. Like, and I just need to know that you are there. And then I read this uh, passage, Psalms. I told you I've been in the Psalms for a while and this passage was uh, this week. But Psalms 95, 6 through 7 And it says, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our God, our maker, for he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. And as I read that verse, it reminded me um, of a song that we used to sing as a kid. This exact passage And it used to be so calming for me. It's like, I think it goes something like this, like, Come let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our God, our Maker. Come let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our God, our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pastures, and the sheep of his hand, yes, the sheep of his hands. And I started singing that in the morning, and I just remember as a kid feeling like, It was so calming. It was like a lullaby for my soul. Maybe that's, maybe that's what this passage can be for you right now. It's just this lullaby for your soul. This something that your soul needs, that it's desiring, that maybe we're, we've missed out on so comforting. It's calling us. It's beckoning us into something deeper with God. And I just remember as a kid, that song just popped into my head and just went, wow. And just started singing this this morning. Go, wow. It's so comforting. So true. But what is it all about? What is it that is comforting in that passage that causes us to worship? What is it? And, and I realized it was this, is that, that how often that Jesus, or that, that sorry, that David doesn't just say God, right? He doesn't say God does this. God does that. God wants us to do this. What he says is this, he's our God or he's my God. And I just started thinking about how personal that is, how personal David is. He's talking about, this is my God, our God. And I started, wow, have I made God so impersonal? 
right? I think I've made him so impersonal in my, li- in my life, but that's not what David's saying. He's saying, no, let's worship and let's bow down because he's our God. He's my God. Like, for, for instance, like, um, I, I wouldn't look in, like if my wife's across a room, right? I don't like, I'm not talking to somebody and I'm not like uh, saying about Patty. I'm not going on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's that lady over there. Yep, that's her. She's that lady over there. No, no, no. What I say is this. No, that's my wife. She's my wife. She's my, like, think how personal that is. Like, she's not just some lady I know. She's not just some lady that we've been hanging out for 23 years. No, 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 no. That's my wife. We experience a union together as husband and wife. We've been through ups. We've been through downs, right? She's my wife. And he is our God. He is my God. Have you ever come to a place where you can really say that, God, you're my God? I realize like as I pray, I I feel like as I pray, it feels so, sometimes I don't know if you ever go through this, but it just feels like I'm keeping him at a distance. Oh, divine father who's high above it all. Oh, heavenly father, even heavenly father. Right. And while that is a a term of endurement and is absolutely true for me, it's depersonalizing something. It almost feels like you're far away. Right. And my God, our God has this sense of going, no, no, right here, right now. (laughs) He's mine and I'm his and he loves me. He really loves me. He says, no, I would love it when you call me my God, because you are my creation. You are my beloved. How beautiful. And not only is he my God, but he's my maker. He's my maker. He's sovereign over all. He knit me together. We've talked about this so many times. Like think about somebody who is assembling a watch, like every part matters. And when he's created this watch, he can hold it up and go, look what I created. Look, it functions and it's providing a a service to people. But it's so much more than that with God. Like we're not just these innate things. We are not just creation. We are, he, he wants us to call him father and he calls us sons and daughters. Like there's something really beautiful about that, that we have to pause so if he made me with intentionality, then I can really trust him. Maybe you're struggling with trusting God right now. I know I've struggled with it this week. I have. But maybe if we pause and go, no, 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 you're my God and you're my maker. You're my maker. You created me. I don't exist without the intentional touch of a heavenly father who says, I'm your dad. I'm your Abba. I'm your father, but not only is he my God and he's my maker, but he is my shepherd. He is watching over me and he's worthy of my praise. That's what I was thinking through. Like, what is David doing here? 
What is he calling us into? What is he helping us connect with? And it, I think it's this, it's going on. No, he is our God and he's our maker and he's our shepherd. And our response to all of that is worship, is worship. He is worthy of our praise. And that's why it says, kneel, kneel before the Lord, our God, our maker, kneeling. See, here's the thing about kneeling. He's the king, right? He's the king. He's not my homeboy. He's not a genie in a bottle. He's my shepherd king. He is my humble king. He is not some agnostic thing far away. He's my, he's watching out for me. He knows my beginning. He knows my middle, my right now and my end. He's got it all. He's my humble king. He's my shepherd king. He's not my homeboy. He's not a genie in a bottle. He is near to the brokenhearted, as we've said in other podcasts, right? We can find comfort in the shadow of his wings. Last week, we did a podcast on that passage, shadow and the comfort of his wings. So then what is the byproduct of kneeling and worshiping in this way? Comfort, real comfort. Where are we finding comfort? You know, we're hoping that our spouses or our loved ones or our bosses will comfort us with a raise or with affirmation. Are we finding comfort in our maker, in our God, in our shepherd? Security, same thing. Where's our security found? Where's your security found? Peace. He says, I want to give you peace that passes all understanding. Why? Well, because I'm God. I'm your God. And I'm your maker and I'm your shepherd king who has you in mind. We find our place in this world, right? Because the shepherd knows where the sheep are and we start to find our, our place in this world, why we're here and what we're doing. We find perspective, right? Perspective is, I feel kind of lost. And he's going, let me help you with that. Let me, don't lean onto your own understanding, it says in Proverbs, but in all your ways, acknowledge me. And I'll direct your paths. Like I'm giving you a comfort because I am your God and I am your maker and I am your shepherd king who's leading you. And ultimately we find purpose, real purpose in being a son and daughter of the king, of the most high God. You see, on this side of the resurrection, we know that our king and our shepherd, he did what for us? He, He laid down his life for us to save us. Why? Because he loves us. He's our God and he's always got our best in mind. And so what is our response to that? He deserves all the worship, all the honor, all the glory. That's why in the book of Revelations, as they talk about this shepherd king, everyone falls. I think it's in Revelations 4. They, they fall down and they worship him. And they say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. You see, worship is a byproduct of understanding who God is and what he is doing. So where do you and I need to stop today in worship and bow down to God? 
What do you want to worship? How do you want to worship him today? What words would you use? What would you thank him for? What would you express express gratitude? Where would you kneel down? Kneel down and lift him high. Kneeling down is the act of humility where we put God in his right place. Where, uh, Where do you need to stop today and worship and bow down? Uh, to God. So you are God. Heavenly Father, you are God. Abba Father, you are our God. Teach us to worship you in all we do. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is nearer to you than your own heartbeat. Have a great day. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.